All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the host, guest, and its callers. You have just stepped into a crust-free zone with Dr. Pat Basile. What is crust? Crust is that stuff that stands between you and what you want out of life. Crust is what keeps you stuck. Crust is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living your deepest heart's desire. So get ready to do some serious crust busting with Dr. Pat and break through those layers of crusty conditioning to reveal the unlimited possibilities available to you. Dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew that you could not fail. Welcome, Crustbusters. Yes, you have just stepped into a crust-free zone with me, Dr. Pat Basile. I am thrilled to be part of the powerful lineup on Voice America, the world's leader, Internet Talk Radio. My program, Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life, brings the stories of people like you and me who are busting through the crust to live life full out. Right about now, you're asking, what is crust? Well, crust is that stuff that stands between you and what you want out of life. Crust is what keeps you stuck. Crust is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. As we begin to do some crust busting, you will see how your words, your thoughts, and your beliefs are the most powerful tools you have for living the life you desire. They are the crowbar, jackhammer, and dynamite used to blast through the crust that holds you back. So get ready to do some crust busting and uncover your awesomeness. Talking about awesomeness, today's guest, a person that the Los Angeles Times has called a real Indiana Jones, is Dr. John Goddard. Dr. Goddard is one of the world's most Famous explorers and adventurers, as a boy, John made a list of 127 challenging lifetime goals, such as living with pygmies in Africa and headhunters in Borneo and New Guinea, driving a dog sled in the winter snows of the high Sierras, and exploring the world's greatest rivers and highest peaks. He has accomplished nearly all of these early goals, along with more than 300 others, totaling over... 400 remarkable achievements. His original list is featured in Volume 1 of the best-selling book, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Dr. Goddard led the first expedition in history to explore the entire length of the world's longest river, the 4,200-mile Nile River, which the Los Angeles Times called the most remarkable adventure of his generation. I'm getting goosebumps all over just thinking about these and thinking about John. Let's not wait any longer. It is my pleasure to introduce you to the awesome Dr. John Goddard. Hello, John. Good morning. And welcome to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. It's a pleasure to be with you. Oh, John, there are so many things that I would love to explore with you, but I must say that I have been fully inspired by reading something you, reading over and over and over again, uh, something that you have said, and that is, to dare is to do and to fear is to fail. This is certainly a statement that talks to your journey. Have you always felt like that? Well, I made up that little slogan as a freshman at Los Angeles High School, and I just noticed that uh, people hesitate to try unusual things, and uh, they have various fears that are unresolved that they don't cope with, therefore not much happens. And I find that if you have a little daring, uh, a little gumption, that's a jump start, as you well know, to much greater achievement in life. Well, gumption, I love that word. Um, 
You know, so often, and, and that's what we talk about um, in crust busting, is how do we get beyond all of our, our fears, beyond all of those things that hold us back, to get that gumption and do some of the things that you have done. I am just in awe uh, by reading the, your, your book, The Survivor, 24 Spine-Chilling Adventures on the Edge of Death. There are so many of these I can talk about, but you certainly have, you know, demonstrated that word gumption. Are there any one of these adventures that, that calls more to you than the other? Well, the Nile expedition was such a definitive part of my life because for 10 months I was in Africa confronting all kinds of dangers and hardships and sometimes even beyond my control that I had to exert gumption just to survive. But I've found, and I think you have too, that um, once you face a real fear, analyze it, why you are fearful, and then do something about it. So many people go through life tippy-toe. You know, they don't want to expose themselves to anything. But if they do, they develop courage and strength that they never dreamed they had. Oh, it's sort of an accelerating thing, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, I mean, the tippy-toe thing, I think I, I, can sh- I will admit this right now. I have certainly have, I have been the tippy-toer. I have, I have done a little tippy-toeing. It certainly is not my journey right now. But um, I think it is exactly like you've talked about. Once you break through something and you see that there really is not a, there, there are no limits, it's sort of, you know, talk about this in your book. You talk about being energized uh, and how that energy has helped you to just go beyond the beyond, as you've said it. Is there, it, the, the Nile uh, uh, exploration is such an unbelievable story. I mean, I, I think I have gone over that several times now because it is, I'm just in awe by it and, and, and how you just kept going. What was it in that journey that just kept you going? Well, that's a very important question because, uh, you know, when some authorities along the Nile in Uganda, Sudan, and Egypt became informed that it was my plan to lead an expedition from source to mouth on the longest river on earth, every one of them was negative and pointed out that the same basic difficulties that turned back explorers on past expeditions and one geographer thought there were at least a hundred projects that were designed to trace the length. Mm. And every one of them failed miserably because of the same hazards we would be faced with, including dangerous animals, including the wild rapids and the tropical diseases and hostile people along the banks and uh, even being lost in the swamps of the Sudan, where the Nile is broken up into a myriad of channels. And um, as with anything, when you have a group of experts, so-called, tell you it's absolutely impossible, it's a challenge not just to show off or to prove them wrong, but Mm -hmm. to prove that things are possible if you take them in small increments. Mm-hmm. So we lived, lived that 10 months, one day at a time, 
coping with all the uh, dangers and the uh, hardships of one day. It's like overcoming alcoholism. Yes. You know, you do it well now until 6 o'clock this evening. I am not going to have a drink. That's right. And then you get to 6, hey, I made it. Now, I'm not going to have another drink for two days. And, you know, you just, we picked a goal each day so that in arriving there at dusk, we'd have some semblance of progress and say, hey, we're, we're moving right along. But by the time I reached Egypt, I had five tropical diseases. We were on a starvation diet. We'd been charged by hippo and crocodiles, and we just had one difficulty after another, capsizing in rapids. But um, when you have a goal strongly embedded in your brain, then you remove all the difficulties to reach it. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And it's so important what you said is about living in the now and the moment. And you talk about this in your book as well, how... It is absolutely imperative that we honor the now, are grateful for the now. We have our target set uh, on a goal, but the steps that we take in each moment, just as you talked about with the recovery process, is amazing. All right, John, on, on this note, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we, right now we are talking with Dr. John Goddard, one of the world's most famous explorers and adventurers. John is also the author of two books. Um, his latest, The Survivor, 24 Spine-Chilling Adventures on the Edge of Death. And so, uh, John, we'll be back in a moment and want to hear more about this, pick up and talk about what it means to live in the now. Are you feeling stuck in some part of your life? You might have some crust-busting to do. Trust is anything that you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Step into the crust-free zone with me, Dr. Pat Basile, and get ready to do some serious crust-busting. Join us on Thursday mornings on voiceamerica.com at 8 a.m. Pacific time for crust-busting your way to an awesome life. Who do you think you are? Well, if you tell me your profession and your age and what part of the country you're from, you haven't told me a thing. I want to know what you love, because if we can find out what you love, we can turn it into a life, a life you're going to love. Let me tell you something else. If you're trying to figure out what to do with that life of yours, I don't want to know your skills. I don't want to see your resume, and I don't want to know your experience. Those are handy things. Those can get you a job and pay the rent. Great. Very useful. But if you're ever going to be brilliant, if you're ever going to be special, you've got to go after what you love. The simple fact is that everyone has unique gifts and talents. And to be truly happy, to live a completely fulfilled life, you don't need self-improvement. And you don't have to walk out on your responsibilities. You just need to use the gifts that are waiting inside you. Tune in to Dare to Live Your Dreams with Barbara Sher every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com. Are you a talented writer struggling to have your words read? Do you have the ability to publish, but you're unable to distribute or promote your books properly? Well, let Maxine Thompson show you the way. On her show, On the Same Page, a program that will explain the changing faces of publishing, Maxine will not only share with you her knowledge, but will also expose you to many other authors who are one by one changing the publishing world. Join Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time for On the Same Page on voiceamerica.com. The printed word 
has the ability to record culture as well as make history. Are you thinking of adopting a child? How do you know if you're ready to adopt? Each week, Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell will focus on different aspects of adoption that are important to you. Marty is a certified adoption practitioner and has made it her life's quest to bring families safe and ethical adoptions. Her guests for Let's Talk Adoption will include birth parents and adoption professionals. Learn how to overcome the hurdles of adoption, such as financing and international law. All this and more on Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on Voice America. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com, the world's leader in Internet talk radio. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the host, guest, and its callers. You have just stepped into a crust-free zone with Dr. Pat Basile. What is crust? Well, crust is that stuff that stands between you and what you want out of life. Crust is what keeps you stuck. Crust is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living your deepest heart's desire. So get ready to do some serious crust busting with Dr. Pat Basile and break through those layers of crusty conditioning to reveal the unlimited possibilities available to you to live your life full out. Dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. We are back. Yahoo! You are listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life, and I am Dr. Pat Basile. We are really thrilled to be with you today. This show brings you amazing crust busting story and hands-on ways to use the crust busting power tools to break through the layers of limiting beliefs that I call crust. You can call us now at 888-335-5204. We are here on Voice America on Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and again Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific Time. Also, you can log on to CrustBusting.com to listen to archived shows and to learn more about CrustBusting. I am here with Dr. John Goddard, the real Indiana Jones, one of the world's most famous explorers and adventurers and survivor of 42 near-death experiences. You can read about John and these awesome adventures in his book, The Survivor. I will say, uh, I will say this. The primetime reality shows, John, have got nothing on you. John is the real deal. Welcome back, John. Well, you know, John will be coming back. Um, I, I want to say to 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 everyone, um, John Goddard is amazing. There is so much depth in his book, The Survivor. I have I have gone to this book several times, and I am just amazed. Some of these adventures are just absolutely inspiring. And let me let me read something from from a from a page from his book. Uh, let me read this to you. The famous poem, it, John talks about this. He talks about how he has come to love and respect to live each day to the fullest with optimism and keen, keen awareness, as if it were his last. The famous poem, Look to This Day, from ancient India, captures the essence of these feelings. This is what he says in his book. The poem is this, Look to This Day. For it is life, the very life of life. It is its brief course lie in all varieties and realities of our existence. The bliss of growth, the glory of action, the splendor of beauty. For yesterday is already a dream, and tomorrow is but a vision. But today, well lived, makes every yesterday a dream of happiness, and every tomorrow a vision of hope. 
Look well, therefore, to this day, such is the salutation of the dawn. Well, let me say this. I am honored to be speaking with uh, a person that really has gone out and, and lived his dream. He is an, an explorer extraordinaire. And uh, I, let, me, let me just tell you a little bit about some of the goals that John highlighted at age 15 as he sat down at a table on a rainy day and he took a piece of paper, a, a little pad, and on that pad, he put at the top of it, my life list. Under the heading, he wrote down 127 goals. Uh, and listen to some of these. Explore the Nile River. Done. Yes. Hi, John. Hi. Welcome back. It's good I, to be back. I was just talking about this, this amazing process. Uh, on a rainy afternoon, you sat down at a kitchen table. And on the top of a yellow pad, you wrote down, my life list. And under that heading, you wrote 127 goals. And since then, of course, you have completed many of them and have expanded on them. This is amazing. And I would, I would love for you to share with the listeners what that inspiration was about. Did you always know that you were going to do this? Well, you know, it's interesting, uh, Pat. I got really addicted to reading when I was about 10 years old in the fifth grade. Um, I couldn't get enough of it. I was one of those kids who read at night under the covers with a flashlight when I should have been asleep. And in reading, like things, National Geographic magazine, I've been a lifelong reader of that great magazine, in reading books and things, as I read, I thought, Hey, I want to go there. I want to do this. I want to see this. I want to learn this. And my mind was just filled with visions of accomplishing the things I was reading about. Mm-hmm. So by the time I was 15, I'd had five years of reading everything you can think of. I'd go in a library and pick up the first book I found and just out of curiosity started reading it. I was interested in everything and uh, particularly biology and nature and travel and geography. I just loved those subjects. Mm-hmm. And when I was 15, I had all these unformed visions, and I thought, I'm not going to do anything unless I can write them down, document them, and then gradually knock off each one. And I sort of had a haphazard sequence things like learning to uh, skydive, hang glide, rock climb, drive a race car, water and snow ski, surf, scuba dive, read the Bible from cover to cover, run uh, a mile in uh, 11 seconds. Wow. Run a mile in five minutes and 100 yards in 11 seconds. You're getting my adrenaline going, John. And, you know, learn to fence. to, you know, play the violin and flute wow. and get a degree from USC and, you know, just everything you can think of. But the first several goals were in sequence. I knew I was going to be an explorer someday. 
my parents always told me that when I was just five years old, an uncle asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I said explorer. That was your Uncle Cecil, right? Uncle Cecil. I don't remember that. <laughs> Whenever I had a press press conference and my parents were pumped about information, they always brought that up, that John has had a lifelong ambition to be an explorer, and he stuck with it. <laughs> so, you know, the list was kind of intimidating when I saw the whole 127. I was going to ask you about that. But I thought, and you know what really works, Pat, and you know this as well as anyone, when you do a goal, Mm -hmm. you get a little lift, an inspiration to do something a little more difficult. You get confidence. And after a while, it becomes fun. It's recreation. It's fulfilling. Most people say, someday I'm going to do that and that means they'll never do it. Someday is a cop-out. Someday is a cop Let us say that. John, thank you so much. Here's, here's the deal. Someday is crust. It is that thing that is just going to prevent you from ever doing it. Thank you so much for bringing that point up. Well, it's true. Well, you were talking about today is the day. Yes. Now is now. When what people am- tell me by the end of the summer I'm going to have done this and this and this, then I'm impressed because they are committed. And they do something really difficult in small increments, just as we did on the Nile. We paddled 20 and 30 miles a day for all those months to cover 4,220 miles. Yes, I if read about that. we thought about all the paddle strokes, all the dangers that faced us, it would have been really overwhelming. But by breaking it up in a day-to-day starting out to a destination, and you do that in life. You know, you don't get intimidated. You find how much, you know, recreation there is, Mm -hmm. how much unlocking of potential just by getting in and doing, but it begins with writing the goal down and then determining what it would take. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to get in shape to climb a mountain, really be in good shape, and then get experience. And I have a little formula that has worked for me all my life. I pick a goal. I develop a plan to achieve it. I prepare to achieve it. I persist with achieving it. That's the goal. Would you say that one more time for our listeners? Because that is really important because it is a, it is a, a, a what is it, a four-step process. And just to let folks know that they can achieve anything. Would you let them know that again? Well, one more know, time, John? The book of Chicken Soup for the Soul that I'm in has sold 13 million copies. They publish my address in it. <laughs> so <laughs> I've, I get letters all, from all over the world, from India to Nigeria, from Denmark to Australia, all over the United States and Canada. And so many of the letters kind of want to know what my formula was for doing over 500 things, as if I have some shortcut. (laughs) And the shortcut is a simple formula that I pick a goal based on my interests, my desires, my vision of what I want to happen. I pick the goal, then I develop a plan to achieve it. Mm -hmm. And once I have the plan in place, saving money, uh, exercising, develop stamina and expertise, and then that's the preparation, and then I stick with that goal. I don't let it go. So it's plan, prepare, 
and persist. Well, That's John, my formula. That is marvelous. On that note, let's hold that thought. When we come back, we, we're, we're with John Goddard right now. I'm Dr. Pat Basile. You are listening to Cross Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. On that note, let's take a break. Uh, please uh, call us. Uh, 888-335-5204 to talk to the amazing John Goddard. And we'll be back to hear more about how to think big and then think bigger. Are you feeling stuck in some part of your life? You might have some crust busting to do. Crust is anything that you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Step into the crust-free zone with me, Dr. Pat Basile, and get ready to do some serious crust-busting. Join us on Thursday mornings on voiceamerica.com at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for crust-busting your way to an awesome life. All businesses need to understand their customer base. All businesses need to be able to see their financial data. All businesses need to be able to track customer responses to marketing campaigns. For help with these issues and other business solutions, tune in to InfoTrain Reports with host Blanchard Jacobus. On the show, Blanchard, an expert on business intelligence, will discuss these issues and show you how to achieve maximum performance for your company. So tune in to InfoTrain Reports every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time right here on voiceamerica.com. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up. Hey, poker fans, it's time to raise the stakes. If you want to know the secrets of becoming a better poker player or just want to learn the game, then you need to tune in to Poker Talk with Mike and Stan. Heard every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America, the poker gurus Mike and Stan will teach you how to destroy the competition and make some serious cash. That's Poker Talk with Mike and Stan, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, the world's leader in Internet talk radio. You never got your money. Dare to be a leader is not just a show title, it's a way of life. With your host, Dr. Valenti, you will learn how to apply leadership skills to your everyday life. Dr. Valenti will discuss topics from overcoming fear to building confidence. That's Dare to be a Leader, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on BusinessAmericaRadio.com. Do you have concerns about the swelling cost of healthcare and how to make your employees more productive? then you need to tune in to Health and Productivity, the new value model, with your host, Sean Sullivan, every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Sean will field questions from how to get the most out of your employees to improving medical care. Please join us. Once again, that's Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Health and Productivity, the new value model, on voiceamerica.com. You're listening to voiceamerica.com, the world's leader in Internet talk radio. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the host, guest, and its callers. You have just stepped into a crust-free zone with Dr. Pat Basile. What is crust? Well, crust is that stuff that stands between you and what you want out of life. Crust is what keeps you stuck. Crust is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living your deepest heart's desire. So get ready to do some serious crust busting with Dr. Pat Basile and break through those layers of crusty conditioning to reveal the unlimited possibilities available to you to live your life full out. Dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Well, welcome back. I am Dr. Pat Basile. You are listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. 
and I am thrilled to be here with Dr. John Goddard. He is amazing. He is the absolute epitome of just everything that you want to know about awesomeness. He is awesomeness in life. John, we have the phones are off the hook. We have people here that want to speak with you. Um, so let us uh, get our first caller in here. Fine. Okay. Hello. Hi. Who do we have? Um, my name is Jane, and I've got a question for Dr. Goddard. John, can you hear Jane? I can hear her. Um, John, I have a question for you. Um, I understand that you were diagnosed with cancer at one point in your life with a grim prognosis and that you have overcome that. Can you talk a little bit about that journey? Well, I had a typical physical. I wasn't too good about doing it every year. It was usually every two years. But uh, there was a sort of an ominous lump that my doctor discovered. I had a biopsy. It was uh, malignant, and it had metastasized. So just to shorten this story, but I think it might be helpful to others, um, I had a prognosis of one chance, well, maybe a 10% chance of living five years as a result of this. The cancer had spread to my lymph nodes and my bones. And anyway, I went through the whole regimen of chemotherapy and uh, radiation and I survived, and it's now been 19 years since the initial diagnosis and prognosis. Wow. And it, it really is a combination of wonderful medical help. My oncologist was exceptional. He was a superb surgeon, and uh, coupled with an attitude. You know, I had a friend who had the same identical problem of cancer, and he lived two years. Mm. Mm. But somehow in his subconscious, cancer was equivalent to dying. You get cancer, you die, right? Right. And he couldn't overcome that. He did not work for one year after his surgery and after the radiation and chemo and everything. When he came back, it was kind of, you know, biding his time until he died. And you can talk to someone like that, and on the surface, they agree with you, but he had it so deeply embedded in his brain that it affected his whole attitude toward the treatment and toward the progress of the disease. I, on the other hand, found that if I made commitments, if I had to lecture in Seattle, you know, on a Monday night, Sunday I was getting ready to do it, and I, my whole focus during the time I had the cancer was commitment to do other things. So mm -hmm. my focus was away from me. Mm -hmm. It projected outward. Mm -hmm. But all, at the same time, I had a deep confidence that since I'd licked so many other challenges, why not this? Mm -hmm. And I had enthusiasm. I had confidence and optimism and a wonderful support system that encouraged me. They were there for me. And then, too, with having to get up each morning because I had appointments, I had to do this and that and the other thing, my whole body responded to that. 
You know, mm-hmm. the brain is the command center of the body. Yeah. And when you go through life uh, feeling up and enthusiastic and optimistic, every cell in your body is affected. That's On the other right. hand, where you are depressed, where you don't do things to get out in the world and enjoy the beauty and the daily miracle of life, then your focus is inward, Mm -hmm. and you're aware of every little pain, every little symptom, Mm -hmm. and it's a downer. It pulls you down. John, let me ask this. I hear you saying three things. Jane, you're still with us? Mm -hmm. Sure. Still here. what I hear you say, and, and this, is, um, this is something I hear reoccurring, you know, also uh, from our last conversation. One is that it sounds like from the very first, uh, you know, time that you, you spoke that you knew that you had choices in life and that you were accountable for making those decisions. A good point. Yep, that's what I hear. The other thing I hear is that in that decision, and especially with the with the the issue of cancer, you say in your book that you could have surrendered and accepted, you know, life with meek resignation, or choose to ignore the prognosis and take an active role. So the other thing I hear is you are you are the you are the active role in your life. You take action. That's and you right. focus your attention on, on moving towards something. So that's well, you, the second thing I'm hearing. I have a little simple illustration. Okay. People can be categorized in two ways. They can Great. be thermostats. They can control their lives. or They can be thermometers. They just register the things that happen to them. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. But, you know, I studied every aspect of my disease so that when I went to surgery, when I went to radiation and chemo and had a chat with the wonderful nurses, I looked forward to visiting with them. There was no horror of anticipation, and I learned enough so that I could ask pertinent questions. I could visualize the positive effects of the medication and the surgery on how it was benefiting me. There was no, uh, you know, reluctance to go because I knew this was going to save my life. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go to the hospital, you know, dragging their, digging in and dragging their feet and feeling just a sense of, you know, revulsion. But if you turn that around, here again, the mind is influencing the body and that it is as important as the actual hospitalization and the, uh, the effects of the medication. Mm-hmm. Well, John, that's the other thing I hear you say, and for our listeners, and that is uh, a positive attitude. We are at choice in every minute as to what we want to do with our attitudes. And what I hear you say is you approach the nurses, you've done, you did your homework on it, but you approached people with enthusiasm. Now, those were your words. The other thing I heard you say, which is absolutely uh, incredible, in, incredibly important for our listeners to hear is that you visualize your health as perfect health. Yes. Uh, and let me ask Jane. Jane, mm-hmm. um, is, is there something in this that uh, you'd like to say regarding your own experience? Well, <clears throat> it's really interesting listening to you because I have a playback in my own life when I was diagnosed uh, with a brain hemorrhage. and um, And I knew that my health was absolutely perfect. 
and held that for myself, no matter what the medical test said, no matter what the doctor said, just held firmly to that. And so I see a parallel in your visualizing perfect health, knowing everything is for your good, you know, the medicine, the doctors, all that's working for a, for a higher purpose, if you will. The other thing I, I heard you say, John, um, that I think is really interesting is that uh, instead of being inwardly focused, you really had things that you needed to do and wanted to accomplish, and as you said, your view was outward. And it just sounds like when each of us is engaged for a purpose higher than ourselves, there is something incredibly healthy that lines up all our cells, and they seem to know what to do to support something greater than our individual um, ideas of what our own life means. Would you say that's true? I certainly would. You know, a lot of people who have affliction get so pill-happy, they depend on a chemical. Mm Mm-hmm to correct their malady. I say the brain and the mind are the greatest healers in the world, that if you plant certain images and thoughts and attitudes in your mind, the physical effect, it's a psychophysiological effect, and it's worked for me all my life. I learned true visualization in running rapids where I was confronted with a seemingly impassable stretch that it consisted of complicated jungles, and I had a 16 kayak to get through and live through it. So I would walk the length of the rapid along the banks, picturing how I would go through. Wow. And I planted the whole schematic in my mind so that once I pushed off, I wasn't overwhelmed by the danger of it with mm. big crocodiles waiting for me to make a mistake and capsize. And provide lunch for them. (laughs) You know, I followed that. I actually laid down on the bank. And in my mind, I ran the rapid. I had a mental rehearsal of that. So once I got in the the water, I followed that rehearsal. And it has applied to almost everything I've ever done in my life since. I always had the ability to image things. Even when I wrote down the list of life goals, I pictured myself climbing the Matterhorn and exploring the Congo, and uh, going aboard a submarine, or living life aboard a, a, an aircraft carrier as a fighter pilot. You know, I pictured those things vividly. And by creating that system of visualizations in your mind, after a while you, for example, if you put your car keys down, you've planted a little picture of that. Right. So that two days later, when you go to get your keys, you don't have to look through a lot of things you've seen where you put it. That's right. It becomes an automatic reflex after a while, and boy, it has a tremendous and effective impact on your life. Right. John, on that note, let's let's come back with that, because I want folks to know that they can actually visualize their awesomeness, that this is something that each and every individual has the potential to do. And let's talk more about that when we come back. We are talking with Dr. John Goddard, one of the world's most famous explorers and adventurers. He is the author of two books, his most recent, The Survivor. Folks, uh, come back, hear more about John. Please call in uh, at 888-335-5204. I'm Dr. Pat Basile. You're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. 
Are you feeling stuck in some part of your life? You might have some crust busting to do. Crust is anything that you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Step into the crust-free zone with me, Dr. Pat Basile, and get ready to do some serious crust busting. Join us on Thursday mornings on voiceamerica.com at 8 a.m. Pacific time for crust busting your way to an awesome life. Do you want to better understand your target customers and the benefits of non-traditional market research? If you answered yes, then you need to listen to Doing the Right Things Right with Jerry McColgan every Wednesday at 6 a.m. Pacific time. Jerry will interview authors and experts in the field of production development, team management, market research, and more. Make sure you do the right thing and join Jerry every Wednesday at 6 a.m. Pacific time right here on Business America Radio. VoiceAmerica.com, broadcasting live on the Internet. If you have questions about finance or banking, there is only one place you need to be on Thursdays at 9 a.m. That's VoiceAmerica.com for the new show, A Fresh Look at Finance and Banking, with your host, Albert Dunn. On the show, Albert will discuss many key financial topics, from how to get the most out of your tangible assets to making the IRS work for you. Don't miss... A fresh look at finance and banking with your host, Albert Dunn, every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on voiceamerica.com. Robin Dane, Beth Sims, and Leah Ward-Lee. These women mean and know business. Tune in to You, Your Money, and the Workplace with Robin Dean. NASDAQ just keeps on trucking. Work Life Today with Beth Sims. Each week we explore a different topic related to creating success in our lives. And the Executive Toolbox with Leah Ward-Lee. The Medical 101, How to Keep the Entrepreneur Healthy. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. If you've ever wanted to learn how to buy and sell real estate for a profit, or you are an experienced broker, you need to tune in to the Real Estate Investors Forum, Fridays at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, with your host, Lillian Villanova. On the show, Lillian will address topics from how to get the best deals in real estate to avoiding the pitfalls of a bad investment and building a million-dollar portfolio. So won't you please join us for the Real Estate Investors Forum every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, right here on voiceamerica.com, the leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com, the world's leader in Internet talk radio. We talk, you listen. Welcome back to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1 888 335 5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crossbusting. We are back with Dr. John Goddard. You are listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. I am Dr. Pat Basile. Uh, John has been a featured guest on over 200 television shows, including This Is Your Life. He has published uh, several books recounting his expeditions and life adventures. Uh, he has he is has a career as an explorer, a pilot, an undersea uh, undersea diver. I could go on and on, but don't let me do that because John is right here. He is the real Indiana Jones. John, welcome back. It, it's good to be back. John, let me let me ask you this question. I have been struck by the many times that you have faced death, looked it right in the eyes. 
And there are several of these times where I, I felt a surrender to a higher spirit. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? I'm, I, I'm particularly referring to the time in the Nile where you so surrendered and asked God for help. Well, you know, when you do thing in your control to survive a crisis, when you have exhausted all your possibilities, your options, your strengths, you turn to God in a petition a fervent, you know, reaction to the crisis mm-hmm. for help. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's always been there. And, you know, I learned why so many of the great spiritual leaders of the past and the present have come from the desert. When you're out day after day, week after week, month after month, in an environment that hasn't changed literally in Millennia. That's right. When you have nothing of the 20th or 21st century in your life, no real civilization where the people have a lifestyle that hasn't changed since Neolithic days, uh, the spiritual part of you just soars. At night, you camp under the stars with Mm -hmm. that spectacular canopy of the solar system and the Milky Way galaxy, and you realize you've never really seen stars through a totally unpolluted air, That's where right. it's so dramatic you don't want to go to sleep. It's magnificent, isn't it, John? It's indescribable. I'm a little desert dweller myself. But I have done vision quest out in the desert in the high Sierras, and I am I totally relate to what you're saying. There's there's nothing really quite like it, is there? There really isn't. And, you know, here again, your attention is outward, and you're enthralled with the beauty and wonders of nature. And the the kaleidoscope, Mm. the kaleidoscopic uh, review of birds and animals and reptiles and even the weather and uh, the play of currents and wind you know, you become so sensitized to things that when you go back to civilization, you want to run, you want to retreat and go back to the peace and purity of the natural environment. Oh, re-entry is is one of the most difficult things I think I've ever done. People say, uh, John, weren't you terribly lonely? Because every morning I would push off to set a, a pace I had two wonderful Frenchmen as my partners and companions, but we were separated all day long for nine months paddling. Mm-hmm. And we got to really know each other back in Paris. <laughs> but every morning I would push off at dawn to set a pace. Within an hour, Andre would be a mile behind. Wow. And, and Jean, or Jean, we all called him Gene because I'm John. But anyway, he would be sometimes five miles behind by the time it was uh, dusk and time to camp. Wow. And then I would pick a camp spot, set up a fire, build up a fire so my two partners could hone in on that and make a landing. And then we'd be so exhausted after the wind and wave and 120-degree heat and starvation that oh my goodness. there was not much conversation. Well, that is unbelievable. We have a caller. 
Uh, we are just lighting up the phones today. Uh, who do we have there? Hi, Patricia. Oh, hi, Patricia. Hi. John, I have a question. When you find yourself, when an individual finds themselves in a complete panic, fearful, um, and then what happens is they become numb, or they're about to face what they think is their greatest fear, real or imagined, how, how can, what advice do you give to that person to break out of that? Well, when you're confronted with something like that, your body responds with energy, doesn't it? Adrenaline flows, and that energy is diffused unless you control it and turn it to saving yourself from a crisis physically by concentrating that tremendous burst of power and strength, and that saved my life several times. Above all, keeping calm and disciplined you achieve this through preparation beforehand. How will I react when I capsize here? How will I react when this herd of hippo comes for me? How will I react when, even when you're attacked by 30 Egyptian river pirates? Right. As happened on the Upper Nile. Or emotionally in life, when you have something that seems overwhelming, you analyze it and you take steps to overcome it. That is fabulous. Most people carry fears all their lives simply because they refuse to not let it dominate their lives and to do something about it. It may be psychotherapy or hypnosis or getting out and doing something mm -hmm. that diffuses the fear. Well, again, John, what you're saying is we are at choice. Again, you have the choice. We are ready to decide. Well, thank you, Patricia. And, John, I cannot believe that we have uh, are bringing this show to a close. I could go on and on uh, speaking you. with you. You are absolutely amazing. I want to thank you so much for joining me today on uh, Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. We have the awesome... Dr. John Goddard, one of the world's most famous explorers, adventurers. You can buy his book, The Survivor, Amazon.com, right, John? Yes, that's right. It's yes. called The Survivor. Yes, and it is. Subtitled 24 Spine Shelling Adventures on the Edge of Death. Please, folks, this is a book, a must read book. If you have a dream and you're just waiting to enact it, John will inspire you to take action today. Thank you, John. You are awesome. Please join us again next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific time for Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. Our guest next week will be Bruce Cameron, author and intense internationally known humor columnist, creator of Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter, a best-selling book and TV show on ABC starring the late John Ritter. Bruce will be here to share layers of crust that he personally broke through in order to live his dream and become successful writer, author. Um, until next week, I'm Dr. Pat, and remember to cross-bust your way to an awesome life. It allows you to live life full out each day, every day, beginning this day. Until next week, aloha.
Thank you for joining us today for Crest Busting with Dr. Pat Basile. Crest Busting with Dr. Pat can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com. For a copy of today's program or to learn more about Crest Busting, visit www.crestbusting.com. 